because if we don't record it, then what's what's at all? What's the point of it all? Fun conversation with friends. I guess that's what that's a good point. <laughs> no, but the uh, point is to record this thing. We need to get this up. Okay. So yeah, no. So Grasso, tell us more about that mic. Uh, this mic. <clears throat> oh wow. Uh, this mic is a Samsung QTU microphone. Um, it is, I don't know, I assume from a foreign country because um, we don't make anything in America. Um, but the quality is fantastic. And also, I think one of the really big things for me is that my headphones are plugged directly into it. So I can like actually know if I'm like yelling into the mic or not, which I usually do because I'm like a little bit deaf. And you're also Chris Grosso. That's just what I'm also Chris Grosso. I'm a little bit fucking loud. Awesome. Also, your beard and hair is starting to get ridiculous. The word is out of control. Um, I haven't seen my barbarian since last December. Have you even trimmed your mustache? Uh, well, I shaved my face completely. Oh, that's true. Um, like towards the start of quarantine, I shaved completely off. So I just had a mustache for my birthday in June. And that was the last time. And that was the last time I shaved my face. Yeah. So it's like a playoff beard sort of situation, I think. Um, how so come can't, I can't pick up Steven Guskowski? Did someone you have drop too him? Too many guys on your IR. No, 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 no. It's good. Oh, I want to claim him. Oh, yeah. Too many guys on my IR waiver. So what do I have to do? I got to fucking drop somebody or some shit? Yeah, you do. I don't want to do that at all. My team is wonderful. Sorry. Yeah, that's because you have two guys on your IR until you have too many guys on your roster. Yes, there are far too many men on my roster. But why? But see, here's my deal is that I have an empty kicker slot. Why wouldn't it let me just pick up a kicker and put it in that slot? Because there's a certain you could only have, what is it, 16 guys on your roster plus the two IR spots. So you could drop your kicker and pick up another player, which essentially is what you've done. I, I did. I dropped my kicker and I'm trying to pick up another kicker and it won't let me pick up another kicker because because you have two guys in your IR spots that aren't on. So you'd have to drop two. You actually have to drop three players. To pick well, up two because I already dropped that one kicker. Yes, two additional players. So fucking shit. That's the uh, the number one team, everybody. <laughs> Listen, I never said I was good at this, and even a blind squirrel gets its nuts. But I just, I can't, I can't, I don't want to trade anyone because I don't like, like Vinny wants Noah Fant, and that makes sense to me to like trade for him. But like the weakest part of Vinny's team is his tight end, and I'm not going to give him a top ten tight end to make his team better. That doesn't make sense to me. Not that I don't love Vinny, I love Vinny. I want Vinny. I want everybody to win. You know, I'm very, I'm a very participation trophy for everybody sort of a guy. Um, I'm just kidding. That's terrible. Uh, yeah. That doesn't get you pumped up. I don't know what does. Ready to run through a brick wall right now after that <laughs> opening. Oh my goodness. Oh uh, man. Well, welcome to the Pining for Podcast, everybody. Uh, I'm the Broken Clock Corollaries ho- uh, owner, Ben Max. We got Greg Marku, 
the wean dog, the wieners, wean dogs, Grasso, two beers, too deep. We got crazy amount of trades. We, you know, it's one of those things where you have a plan for the whole week and the day before your plan goes into action, everything changes. And for us, that means we threw out our whole plan. We're talking about trades right now. We're going to go right into it. Unbelievable. There were four trades in 24 hours. Uh, is it the most our league has ever seen? Is it the, is that, is the highest we've ever gone? Is, that seems like a lot. I didn't have the time to research that today, but it definitely was, was high for, in, at least in a week even, it was high. Just a lot of moves. Spencer finally woke up from his hibernation. Um, so that's good to see that he's moving out of his bear cave and uh, out into the wild to try to maybe, I don't know, make it, just give, give his team a little spark. Give his team a little life. He's on the fringe, you know? He, he doesn't have a lot of wins, but he's on the fringe, man. Every week he's on the fringe. He had and to I make think... a couple of moves to have a chance to make the playoffs and not be the mouth breather again. He's got to win one. He's got to win just like one more game. We always talk about this. It always comes down to that last game. If he can win that last game, and I think he put himself in a position to to get into the playoffs, even to to to, to eke out some wins here towards the end of the season and really put himself put himself in like a good playoff spot. Yeah, and it's it's real interesting. I I mean maybe he. Uh... He finally listened to when people were talking to him. Could couldn't handle it. Uh, oh no, I have some I have some insider information that it, it was definitely because we heckled him uh, on Tuesday, and we uh, we kind of ran anyway. him through the put him through the ringer on Tuesday. He texted me. He texted me the next day. And he was like, "I gotta do something. I gotta wake up." Well, and he did. He made two two crazy trades, which we'll get into shortly. Uh, and uh, we're debuting power rankings this week, which there's a. There is a, a lot of changes and a, a surprise number one. Yeah, it's kind of uh, this week is this week. This last weekend was very, very interesting. Um, we're not doing the recap. We're not. We're, well, let's not touch that now. But these trades have really they're blockbuster trades. These a lot of these trades are moving a lot of big pieces around. But it's it's going to it's going to we're going to see in the next two weeks if it will actually have some sort of longevity. Um, there's a lot of handcuffs out there that got moved around for seemingly no reason, but we'll see how injuries pan out. That's a huge thing. Um, but, but Spencer picking up John U. Smith and making that trade, I think he was just tired of Zach Ertz. I think he saw a way to get rid of Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz isn't performing. The, the Eagles as a whole are not performing. Um, that entire division is not performing. I mean, I don't think we need to say that out loud, but, but I think, Yo, he, I think, <laughs> yeah i think i mean i think spencer gave a little bit up, too much up for that for 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 johnny smith uh, to, to, to be uh op- open the, the back door the uh the door here i offered him a trade for robert tanyan number five tight end on the year for justin jackson straight up and he I, I don't know why he went for the two for one i don't know what was going through his head there but i think he essentially just gave joe Ertz just because of being nice and not paying attention to fantasy football. I, I, I disagree. I think, I think Spencer is getting rid of Ertz before he's going to fall off the rest of the season. Ertz doesn't get better as the season goes on. He never no. has. I, uh, I totally agree with you. I think, uh, I don't think, or, or even when he was healthy, Ertz has not been the same guy that he's been. And that entire team is just a mess. Um, you know what? I, you guys are, you guys are right. It's a great trade. I'm just, 
I'm just a little little sour because you just you just sour because you you think that that your trade was your trade with your trade on paper was a little bit better. Let let me just say by the numbers. Spencer was that girl about that too. Spencer was that girl on Tinder that I was really pursuing. She would talk to me for a little bit and then not let not talk to me for a little bit. So I'd reach out again, then would talk to me a little bit more, and then all of a sudden went and banged my best friend. That's what happened. Oh. Has this is this something that happened to you, Brent? It sounds like you're speaking from experience here. Yeah, right? this sounds personal. Sounds, it is. Uh, it is a little personal. Look, specifically happened, with, like, specifically with Spencer, this happened. Well, it, it, it happened. It, the 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 two trades Spencer was involved in, both the one with Moose and Eckel, are both guys I was pursuing with him, and he just didn't even, he didn't even give me the hey not interested text. He just was like, here's the email. Sorry, bro. Oh, so you found out when he like when he made his relationship status official. That's when you exactly. found out you were no longer. Exactly. So that's that's gotta hurt. That's gotta it hurt. Sounds that's like hurt. he ghosted you. Exactly. And I mean, come on, that Ronald Jones for Hopkins. I love that trade both ways for for those guys. I think I Apple think needed not running back help. Spencer needed receiver help because Juju is not Juju right now. I think it was a great trade for them. I th- I, I do think though on value alone, I think Spencer wins it. Because yep. uh, Hopkins is is a number uh, before last week he was a number three receiver. I mean he's got uh, he's going to finish the season on top. There's no yeah. way he's not. Yeah, he's the best receiver in the NFL. Julio Jones isn't going to get anywhere close to him. I see DK. I can see DK pulling pulling close mm-hmm. uh, with yards and, and touchdowns. But Hopkins is the true number one on that team. And Kyler Murray, his relationship is only going to get better. You realize that they've only played six games together, right? This is that they didn't have a preseason. They, right. This is six games with DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. They're only and, that is that stock is infinitely going to rise. Like you'll and you'll see this week too, because you know Seattle's got the worst pass defense in the NFL, so um, he's going to put up big numbers if he's healthy. I mean, I think I think. Eccles putting a little too much faith in guys that are, are new or are rookies with like Claypool or Debo Samuel, who we haven't seen much this year. Mm-hmm. I think he's putting a lot of faith in Mike Williams, who's been hurt all year. He's putting a lot of faith that those fringe uh, receivers are going to perform. So uh, I definitely agree. I think Spencer won that one. Um, if we move move on to the Ben Moose trade, which started the trade fiasco, uh, you know, about tw- what 12 hours beforehand. That Gurley for Davis and Cup, I think that was a, a big move, especially because Moose has been after Davis like nobody's business. And yeah, I got to trade like maybe once every eight hours for about a week for for Mike well, Davis. Well, but I offered this to him, so this, as, this as, came as from he me. Like, he's just like waiting for like CMC info. He's just like sitting on his hands. He's like, when is he going to come back? When is he going to come back? I think this move this late, he should have had another running back. And I think you got to steal. Because Mike Davis is going to be obsolete in what two or three weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, Ben. I love the I love the upgrading from a, a running back two who is great is going to be great for another week or two mm-hmm. for a running back two who's going to be great possibly the rest of the year if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I didn't I I didn't really have much of a choice because for that exact reason because Mike Davis like he's going to be obsolete. But the only person who can who would trade for him is somebody who has McCaffrey because then he knows he has his handcuff because who knows when McCaffrey's coming back. He's probably going to come back in two weeks. I don't think he's going to come back. Uh, he's obviously not coming back this week, and then they have a Thursday game after that. I don't think he's going to come back in a four day span. So there's at least another two weeks for Mike Davis being relevant. But then, like you said, he's gone, um, and Gurley's been good for the whole season, even on a, a terrible 
terrible Falcons team until they got rid. But they're they're getting better at least. So terrible, yeah, with, they're, with, they're, with, they're, oh, they're a terrible defensive team, but that offense has been unbelievable. As a Calvin Ridley owner, that offense has just been um, that offense has, has had to put up thirty points a game. That everybody it. on that offense has done surprisingly well, um, even though they seem like they're incompetent because they have been. But they, I mean, I think with this in, interim coach situation, that they you got to rely on the run game more. They have a lot of good, good receivers. They have a lot, a lot that that Maddie, Maddie Ryan and Julio Jones can do. But they can only do so much, and they're gonna feed him the ball for the rest of the season. So you have that. You got that that longevity check mark, that that pulling you through to the playoffs. That's what this is gonna do for you. This is gonna pull you all the way through the playoffs. And Joe made a. Sh- pretty short-sighted decision it's going to help him out in the next couple of weeks but you got to price cmc comes back and he's 100 percent. that's that's where this works out for joe is that if davis performs the next two weeks and then cmc comes back or the next three weeks rather and then cmc comes back and he's at 100 percent, and joe didn't doesn't really lose anything but that's where this all lies is when does cmc come back and will he be 100 percent? will they do running back by committee when he comes back and then davis is still apart and you have to play davis and CMC to get 40 points a week. Who knows? That's yeah, the question. I agree. And then the last trade, me and Jimmy, I finally found a dance partner. I've been shopping for a running back for a while. Was really in the uh, in the need after Sanders went down this past week. So luckily I got Swift, who is going to hopefully fill a role. I don't think – I think he's hopefully going to be a little bit better than Ernest Johnson would have been this year, who I wasted my fab on. Just might as well have thrown the fab into a – into a hot fire. Uh, so, yeah. So I, I think that definitely helps Jimmy. I think it helps me at least for this week. Um, I think I was talking to Grasso last night. You got to win your week, right? So hopefully I can win this week against the sack sniffers. And yeah. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, so there, I agree with the logic of that. Um, and as you can see with my trade, I, I think everybody's kind of low on Rams receivers because that ball gets just gets spread around to everybody. So nobody really stands out as a, as a main guy. And you had so many extra receivers. Uh, but like you said, it, he's good for this week. DeAndre, I, I feel like, first of all, Detroit's offense and their, their running game is all over the place. They have three different backs they can give it to. And DeAndre Swift only had one good week. So... We don't know if that's going to continue, if it was a fluke, if this is the way the future is going. I know, obviously, Adrian Peterson's 35, and he's uh, he runs like three yards per carry, so he's not really worth putting it in, and DeAndre Swift is a rookie. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so there is upside there, but I think right now, Bobby Trees, leaving, leaving the wean dogs is uh, maybe may turn out to be a mistake. So I think Bomber won that. I um I'm definitely uh I'm definitely with Ben on this. I'm sorry, Doge. Uh, Bobby Trees. I mean, okay. Also, I don't really like Bobby Trees, but he's been doing incredibly more consistent this year than he has in the past. In the past, he's been super wishy washy, and I feel like his average points this year are, are pretty good. Um, but my whole thing is DeAndre Swift looks great, and he looks phenomenally fast and smart, but. Adrian Peterson has been carrying the ball three yards for the last, I don't know, however many seasons he played with after he got 75 years. It seems like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, him and Frank Gore carrying the ball for a lifetime, but he's those three yards that he gets are going to be three yards and a touchdown. 
and three yards and a touchdown because they trust him to carry that ball three yards into the end zone. Swift oh, I, might I, pop off a huge run, like 40. Swift might pop off a 40-yard run, a 20-yard run. They might hand it to him on a draw play in the red zone, and he might he might pull it off, maybe a, a little screen pass. But I want to say 75% of the times, 80%, 85%, I'm bumping it up, 85% of the time when they're on a goal line stand, they're not handing it to Swift. They're going to hand it to Peterson. And that's just the way it's going to go for the rest of the season. Unless yeah, I definitely, Peterson I definitely, gets one bad bang and then Swift is in and Swift is the number one. I definitely traded long season value for short term, short term success, hopefully this week and maybe the next few, three or four weeks when my running back might come back. We do have a guest star, Eloise, is here. She got a boo boo on her knee. Um, so, oh no, Eloise. Is there any blood? No, we're good, I think. Right, tell her to suck it up. Let's go play like a champion. She wants to be. A, she wants to not be a mouth breather. Let's start them off strong. And now, a word from our sponsors. Pause for all. Pause for all is a leading developer and ingenuity provider in the pet prosthetic industry. For the last fifteen years, Pause for All has been providing excellent healthcare for your best friend. If you'd like to make a donation, you can visit them at pauseforall.org and follow them on all social media apps at pause, the number four, all. All donations go directly to the 3D printing of pets prosthetics. So we thank Pause for All for all their help um, in making this program possible. All right. uh, So let's go right into the matchups from last week. I'm thinking uh, we'll start off with uh, the weans, the wieners, wean dogs, and the keeks to success. It was the highest scoring game out of all of them. It was a very low scoring week, first of all, which is unique because we thought this year scores were going to be all over the place. A lot of sub sub 100 scores, which we haven't seen a lot of. But just uh, for just for some just from some statistics here, the, right. this was the lowest scoring average week by 12 points, or by 11 points, excuse me. The previous low was about 112 points on average across the, the league. This year, we were down to 101. So this wow. is a very low-scoring week overall. So, so yes. Yeah, so, obviously, the, the Wean Dogs uh, crushed the Keegs. They moved to 4-2. and two. Uh, Had a huge week from Justin Jefferson uh, and Ryan Tannehill. That game, both of those games were out of control. Um, and George Kittle out of nowhere, he, he, he's been kind of low this week or this season, but he, uh, he did quite well this week and, um, just wasn't enough for the, uh, the Keeks. He's the number two tight end on the air. I don't know when you talk about low. Yeah. George Kittle is basically a receiver that gets to be in the tight end spot. I mean, he still, he has two, he has two good weeks and two sub 10 weeks. So, I mean, he's been, I mean, he, and those two, those two good weeks were great. But it's been inconsistent. He was out a couple of weeks, but yeah, Keegan was unlucky. The fourth highest score of the of the week would have beaten most teams in the league, but unfortunately, he ran mm-hmm. into the the freight train that was the the Wieners Wien Dogs. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was great for me. I was very happy. I got nervous as we headed into the Monday night games because he did have a few players left, but pulled it out. Yeah, and on uh, and on Keegan's team, you also see another. Uh... Another trend that we see this week is a player throwing up a goose egg. We got John Brown with zero. 
Uh, and there's, you always got to say, you got to win your week. You can't win with zeros. The goose egg is hard, man. One point is like the goose egg. It's just demoralizing, really, at the end of the day. It's just demoralizing. And when and when two people on your team don't show up, it's really hard to make up those points. And this week, it was very clear that Keegan could not make that up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So moving on, we'll talk about the uh, the closest game uh, and the the meant the most, uh, and that was the Vinzaloons and the Fantasy Empire. So Vinny's team uh, ended up winning by quite a big margin. Uh, 122 to 92.25 you know it's um Vinny survived having McCall Hardman going one point almost another goose egg but there's so many single digit scores uh for DJ's team he just couldn't make it up and Vinny really needed this win he pulled himself back up to 500 uh, so he he's back in the thick of things this game was huge for me um I really wanted Deej to lose um so that I would we would be tied for first place essentially um, and that's exactly what happened. But as I was watching this game, I was super nervous. Kirk Cousins started off his game absolutely atrocious. He threw like three interceptions. And I was talking to Vinny. I was like, Vinny, just have some faith. You know, he's usually terrible. And then maybe sometimes he's good. Maybe he'll finish with three touchdowns and 300 yards. And he came back and did that. And I was like, phenomenal. Thank you, Kirk Cousins, for giving me hope. Also, guys, let's. He had Derrick Henry, who had forty three point four fantasy. That's points. the next thing I'm talking about. Last week, I was like, Vinny has got a lot of buy holes. He's he doesn't have a lot of strength this week. He he's got a lot of points he's got to make up. But what I didn't realize is that Derrick Henry has more two hundred yard rushing games than the rest of the NFL in the last three years. So he has four, and the rest of the NFL has three, and that is an insane statistic. Any week. Derrick Henry can score 40 points. And that is something that you just cannot plan for. You cannot project. And you just hope he doesn't go off the week that you're playing him. And, you know, he, uh, no, go ahead. No, I'm just, I feel like last season he had like back-to-back like 140-yard games. Oh, yeah, and he, uh, he he's an animal for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, it goes to say, you know, people were lower on Derrick Henry this year, especially in PPR leagues like we were. Um because he doesn't catch the ball ever. He's 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 a rusher. He he's a he's a strict rusher, and uh, he's still he makes he makes a ton with just his legs. So, and I and Vinny, I'll give you credit. I ragged on you during the draft. I said if I if you didn't take Henry, I wouldn't either, uh, and you did. And uh, he's he's been an animal, and he basically won this week for you. So uh, we're gonna move on to. Um, well, we'll talk about the pathetic game of the week, um, and that, and and that which, was which, uh, which one? Which which one? Because I'm there, looking there, at there's a couple. I'm looking at two that I could that look almost almost identical box scores. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about the okay. So we'll talk about one of the two most terrible games of the week, and then you guys can call in and let us know which you think was the worst. So uh, I'll start with uh, the show me a TDs versus the Moose Mayhem. Um, which just a lot of ugly scores across the box. I mean, 
Mike Gasecki for Balmer's team throwing up a goose egg. And uh, I mean, this this is another example of navigating buys. He had Chris Carson on buy, which he's low-key been one of the better backs for like the past five years. And he started um, he started Antonio Gibson instead. So and it's it's not it's not the completely not the same thing. And you know, Zeke Elliott threw up eight. Uh, and on Moose's team, there is at least four, three, four, three different scores below five points, and you you can't win your week with that. Yeah, and and, and it's very surprising on Moose's team. The people that didn't show up are the ones that you thought would, uh, like Odo Beckham Jr. versus Pittsburgh. You thought that was going to be. I thought at the beginning of the week that was going to be a huge game for everybody on both sides. It was going to be a shootout. They finally had some confidence. They finally maybe figured out what the hell they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they were the Browns, um, so nobody showed up, um, and they scored seven points, uh, and that was p- pretty pretty devastating to Moose, um, and also Todd Gurley, man, in Atlanta. Atlanta put up a lot of points, and Gurley just wasn't there for for the for the reaping the rewards of that. Because um, they had to throw the ball, they were playing from behind. They were playing from behind for a little bit, and they wanted to stretch their lead out. It's it's one of those things where they just didn't get him the ball because Julio had a ridiculous week. The highest scoring t- person on your team is sixteen points. That just you can't win with that. No. I, and your second highest scorer was your defense. You're just not going to win. Sorry. End of story. All right. So that's pathetic game number one. So let's go to pathetic game number two. Uh, which is the big X bashers versus uh, Spencer's sack snack sack sack sniffers. Sack Excuse snack. Me. I like that. <laughs> that's the, that's Spencer's the next sack name. sniffers. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer's sack snacks. So, um, you know, Spencer did actually activate uh, Devonte Adams. Everybody thought he'd be on the bench, uh, but he started him, and he still didn't do well. But regardless, he had Ronald Jones who scored him 25 points and Eccles team. There's just nothing there. Kareem hunt. Also, like you were alluding to with Odell Beckham, just couldn't get anything started against Pittsburgh. Uh, Deandre Hopkins, who again is, is gone off his team. Couldn't do anything against Dallas. Uh, and with the defense scoring negative one points, there's uh there's no way to win. Yeah, so that game I was also watching very closely because I wanted Eckel to lose so that I would be in first place in our division. Very important to me. Also, I wanted to see Spencer win against Eckel. Very important that the mouth breather beats the commissioner. Um, it's just something I feel that's important to, you know, reset the stage for the year, you know, shake off the rust. And, and I think this win shows you that Spencer's team has the potential to win. And this loss shows you that Eccles' team is going to continue to lose. Um, Eccles' team is not that good. And this week really showed that he's not putting up that many points. That he's winning by very slim margins and it's not really scoring that much. Um, yeah, I mean, he and a lot of his... A lot of his players are really low, low ceiling, low floor players. Like Chase Claypool could be great, but Deontay Johnson's coming back, so he's definitely going to lose some of his touches. He just got Ronald Jones, but Ronald Jones is a timeshare in a timeshare with every other running back on that on that team. So, 
I don't I don't know where his scoring is going to be coming from. I mean, Kareem Hunt's supposed to be great, but who knows if he got what he was last week against Pittsburgh or a couple weeks ago. So he could be random and he's going up against DJ's team, but which we'll get to in a little bit. So yeah, I don't I don't I don't see where the wins are. Um okay, so moving on to a different score. Who we got left? I guess we can we will talk about uh your score. Grasso, we got you crushing fits. Now your team your team did great this week, uh, but you you caught some luck because Fitz had no Alvin Kamara, no Henry Ruggs, no Josh Kelly. I mean, it, it this week it was very stressful because Fitz's team is was still so good, even missing all those pieces, and that's why I think he is a very good shot to win the league this year. Even missing all those pieces, he didn't have a stellar week, and I still almost lost to him. I mean, he uh, did you almost lose though? You almost doubled I mean, the score. No, it's 111. Oh, no. Oh, no. I take that back. I thought he scored like 94. I'm sorry. I'm reading this wrong. Uh, yeah, no, I crushed him. Uh, he had no chance. Um, <laughs> All right. So maybe you want to walk back that critical I walk analysis. Back, I want to walk back that little bit of critical analysis. If we could just... <laughs> um, this really showed us that Fitz's team cannot make it through the playoffs because he doesn't have a lot of depth. And he can't score a lot of points. Um, but I also did get lucky. Aaron Rodgers did not show up this week. Five, no. like, that's that's nothing. I mean, and you were starting Jamal Williams inexplicably. But, you know. <laughs> inexplicably, that's literally the only person I had to start. Mm. Yeah, I. Yeah, the cook injury, the cook injury really hurts you. The cook injury is killing me softly right now. But, yeah, I mean, it's. Fitz was bit by the buys. So it's. um. I'm I'm where he was I'm and here's the thing is the ebb and flow of the league this right. next week I'm in by hell so it's one of those things where I got a win against Fitz and next week someone's gonna get a win against me simply because of buzz well and it's tough because you can't really do anything through uh through the waiver wire because it's so thin in a 12 team league as active as ours you can't find anybody especially during buys like this. Maybe he wasn't prepared. Maybe he didn't look ahead of time. I don't know. But also when you have Cam Akers going zero and Mike Evans throwing up 1.5, that's not going to do it for you. Yeah, especially in that huge win. Was that Mike Evans' first game back? Do we know? Because they won 38-10. to 10. They blew out Green Bay. I think, no, Mike, I think Evans, it might... Mike, Evans, Mike Evans had been back. He's just... He's been having he's been having a stat line that's one catch, two yards, and a touchdown. He's like a tight end. Yeah, yeah, and only two targets. Um, yeah. So I mean, besides that, his, I mean, his team could still be right there, and we'll talk about that in the power rankings in a little bit. I think we only got one game left, uh, and it's uh, my team, the Broken Clock Corollary versus the Weak Side Werewolves. Um, I'm not gonna say it was a guaranteed win. Uh, but kind of was. Um, e- even with Cup being terrible, uh, my D- Dale's team just doesn't have points coming from every anybody except for Lamar Jackson. I mean, he did and, have he did have Darren Waller and Keenan Allen on by, but I don't know if that would have helped. Um, he's in a in a very desperate situation right now. Um. 
his top tier players can't score points. Even Lamar has not been putting up the same numbers as he did last year. And where he is a pillar on his team, it's only because no one else is good. Well, it and plus you have to understand he drafted him in the second round. Uh, and he's not putting up second round numbers you'd want from a quarterback if you, if you drafted him in the second round. Uh, so his team's in trouble, uh, but he knows that. I mean, he to make the playoffs, he would have to win out here. I think seven and six might make the playoffs in our league. Seven and six usually is a good is a good indication that you're in the playoffs. So he's got a he's got to win out. Uh, I don't know if we've had any under five hundred teams before make the playoffs um we definitely have uh there's definitely been under 500 teams that have made the playoffs uh a couple of years ago Vinny made the playoffs and he he we were talking about it uh the other day he lost his first first four or five games and then came back and he was i want to say like five and seven or something like that and still made the playoffs i mean lost in the first round of the playoffs but mm-hmm. still eat his way in to the winner's bracket playoff yeah, yeah. I mean, you only got to win. You only got to win one game to not be mouth breather. It's true. That's very true. I mean, but our league this year is much closer than in years past. Um, I mean, even though we we do have a number one in our power ranking, which we're we're gonna get to after uh, after a short break, uh, but every single team is kind of bunched up there, I, I, except for kind of some of the bad teams. Again, we'll we'll speak about that, but. Anybody can win. Anybody can go go through and keep moving forward. It's not too late until basically after this week. Yeah, no one has really pulled too far ahead. You know, we're we're all. I, I want to say neck and neck. There's uh, I think there was there four or five teams at four and two. Yeah, there's yeah there's five teams. Uh, let me look at the standings right here. Yeah, I think there's five teams at four and two. Um, yeah, five teams, and then there's four teams at three and three. And then two teams at two and four. So, I mean. Uh, and then Dale. Yeah, and then Dale. So, outside, I mean, outside of Dale, every single team is like uh, two wins away and two losses from being in first place. Yeah, the, enti- the entire league could, the, the entire landscape of this league could flip in the next two weeks. The entire landscape. If I lose the next two weeks, if, if, Fitz loses the next two weeks. If the Fantasy Empire loses the next two weeks, please, and we're all we're all we'll all be we'll all be in the same boat. It's very tight, man. It's super tight. When when you look at when you look at the points for, it's it's kind of stunning to see like every everybody's like 10, 10 points off of each other, a, t- a touchdown and ten yards. Oh, what's what's that? Oh, my! Uh, the producer is motioning to me that we have to get to a uh, get to an ad read. So I think we're uh, I think we're gonna wrap up that discussion, and we're gonna go to uh, speak to you a little bit about a college that I think is close to all of us. At Siena College, we're marching forward with a new perspective, offering the education for a lifetime, with a focus on health and safety. The world is facing a new normal, and the Franciscan trend tradition remains rooted in our community. And with new leadership to get us there, the future looks brighter than ever before. A new day dawns at Siena College, because after all, the world needs more Siena. 
It's more saints, but more saints. <laughs> uh, well, um, if you would like to make a donation, visit Sienna.com backslash the annual fund. Almost, Sienna, almost got Sienna. through Sienna. that all, whole read. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Sienna.edu slash backslash annual fund. Yes. All right. So, uh, so now we're gonna get and we're we're gonna move on and talk about uh, the power rankings this week, which is making its debut. Uh, it's been much ballyhooed, much. Uh, much contested amongst the three of us. Uh, so we're going to go right to number 12. We're going to go through 12 through one, and then we're going to have a little bit of discussion about them. So coming in in full mouth breather status right now is, uh, you all guessed it, it's the uh, the weak side werewolves. Can we start calling him the weak sauce werewolves? That's a great nickname idea. I, I like it. Um, so then... Yes, I, I agree. It, his team is weak sauce. So uh, moving to number 11, it's uh, maybe a surprise based on his record, but looking at his team, we're, we're going with the Moose Mayhem. Uh, number 10, team that's been underperforming. Uh, who knows where they're going to go? It's uh, the Broken Clock Corollary. Uh, number I think, one. I think I think I think you could be the biggest mover this week in the power rankings after the moves you've made. I think you you could be a team that goes from ten to to eight to seven or or, or even like in the top five. Yeah, with the, with those trades and a, a win this week, uh, I definitely foresee the power ranking. You're you have the most room to gain. Your ceiling is the highest for sure at the bottom half of the league. All right. So uh, number nine, uh, we're looking at the big X bashers. Uh, his team, his team just doesn't have a lot of guys that are going to win your week for you. Honestly, he's, he's got a tough, tough road to hoe ahead of him. Uh, and I don't know if he's got what the roster to be able to carry him through. He does not have the roster to carry him through. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, I know he doesn't believe it. Um, and he's going to make more moves and shift some people around, but there is nothing on his team to carry him through the rest of the season. It's a, like it's a scary prospect when Teddy Bridgewater, has, who has been injured two out of the last six seasons, is your starting quarterback. Oh, come on, you bashers. Oh, come on, bashers. But li- that's serious. Teddy gets one bad hit, and he's done. And you got to search the waiver wire. He's got- super thin right now. And he's got noodle arm Drew Brees as his backup. Oh, I didn't see that he even had Brees. But Brees has not been performing even close to his. No, he's he's fallen off. I don't think he's got a couple years left at most. So I don't think he comes back next year. Him and him and Peyton, Sean Payton aren't really getting along. I, I don't I don't think he comes back next year. So uh number eight is actually our biggest mover. Uh, from where we had initially done the rankings this week uh, based on, you know, some moves he's made and the trades that he's made. Uh, so we're going to go with the Spencer sack sniffers as a surprise. Number eight. I think he's finally made some moves that where you can, you can say he, he's actually taking it seriously. Now that's really the minimum that Spencer has been laying down right now is that he is paying attention. He finally woke yeah. up. Uh, he, he, I mean, that win, I think, really made him realize that he has a chance to win the rest of the season. So that's what made him go for those trades and things. I think he's like, oh, I actually won. 
let me actually see if I can be better and stretch this out. And I think he absolutely can. So, uh, yeah, so moving on to number seven, uh, this is kind of, you know, everybody, everybody's kind of packed in the middle of the pack just because you're here now doesn't mean you can't move a lot one way or the other. Uh, so moving it, coming in at number seven, we've got the, the keys to success at three and three, you know, really carried by, he's got Aaron Jones, who's been consistently great and Will Fuller, who has been good on a Houston team. That's honestly doing a lot much, much better since they got rid of Bill O'Brien, all of their stats have come up. Uh, but b- beyond that, there's a, there's a lot of holes, you know, David Montgomery has not been great. Um, <clears throat> Melvin Gordon is sharing time with everybody. So, I mean, he, he his team's really a mixed bag. Hey, he just sees Michael Thomas also to not punch a teammate in the face. Also yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then argue with his team, argue with his coaches. Yeah. That's going to be huge for him this week. Getting Michael Thomas back is a giant thing for him. It's been a big hole. It's been missing in his team. Uh, Keegan has a good team. Um, if, if everybody keeps performing, um, if he has one person fall off and that's, that's pretty much it for him. Uh, I, I don't think, that having the the players that he has and the teams that they're on, he's getting very lucky right now. They could be doing way worse. Um, and the fact that he's sticking around in the middle of the pack means that I think he'll stick around to the end. Right. And he'll be able to move up the rankings for sure. Especially this week because he's probably going to beat me. So, uh, so coming in at number six uh, is... Uh, another mover in our rankings because we uh, in our initial ranking we had a <clears throat> much lower, uh, but is uh, the show me a TDs uh, Jimmy Balmer's team. I he, he outside of Zeke Elliott's terrible game last week. I mean Andy Dalton's not going to carry that team, so Zeke's going to get the touches. So he's he's a a lock, and he's got Chris Carson backing that. Navigated that by all right, so. You know, his, his team's got a lot of promise, uh, um, <clears throat> and Kyler Murray obviously has been great. Not not so good right, wide receivers, and if you have to rely on Gronk, you're kind of worrying yourself. Well, and the, and the addition of Woods, I think, will help again. I, I think that he really did need that receiver help, so I think the trade this week with me uh, is going to be really beneficial to Jimmy. Yeah, his big weakness is his, his tight ends right now. It's just a big question mark. Gronk, I mean, he scored a touchdown last weekend, but how often is that going to happen? Um I'm scared for Jimmy if that because I think he can slide really fast, really far. But I think Zeke and Kyler Murray will will really pull him like really far. Um, that's a good that's a good wagon to be hooked up to, Kyler Murray and Zeke Elliott wagon. Because Murray's only gonna get better, he's only gonna get stronger, he's only gonna get faster. And Zeke is only gonna get he the is the six million dollar man. Zeke's only gonna get the ball more. He's Andy Dalton. I watching that game and watching Andy Dalton throw the football like he did. They gotta they they have to hand that ball off more. He couldn't even read a defense. They dropped someone back into coverage and Andy Dalton just didn't even know what to do. It was ridiculous. Yes. So we're gonna move up to number five, and this is our biggest faller in our rankings uh, from our our pre ranking rankings. Uh, and it's uh, our current reigning Alba champ, the Fitz Magic. And uh, you know, it, he he lost it. His roster is still good, but he lost his uh, his week last week, and by a considerable margin, kind of embarrassing loss. 
Um, but he gets Kamara back. So, I mean, he, you can't really drop him out of the top, the top five, but. He's just thin. That's my biggest complaint with Fitz is his team has performed, but he's, he's one injury away from going on a quick little two or three game losing streak here. That's true. Yeah. He navigated that, that, I mean, last week it, it was a stunner, um, but he, ha- he's been scoring well for the rest of the season. You know, he hasn't been terrible. Um, and it's one of those, um, I think he's got a good, a good footing and I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with Wiener on this one. He's, he's very thin. I mean, when you have, you have like rookies and then questionable Patriots wide receivers as your only backups, it's not great. Um, he can definitely move some pieces around and pick up some, some young blood for his bench, but I think it's, it's going to be something to watch if Fitz can win this week and win next week. It's very important for him. Um, but I think he's got a, he's got a tough sledding. He really has tough sledding. Right. So now we're now we're really moving into the top third of the league. This, these teams are the ones everybody's got to watch out for. Um, <clears throat> so uh, at number four, we've got the uh, the three time champs, the Vinzaloons. Now they had a huge win last week uh, against the Fantasy Empire. Uh, and his roster and he, his roster is just good. I mean, Russell Wilson is an, is the probably the best quarterback right now for fantasy. He had a bye week last week. That's why he's ranked number four. But I'd still put him at one or two almost every week. And Derrick Henry obviously exploded for more than forty points last week. So that one two punch is going to be difficult to uh, difficult to overcome, especially because Henry doesn't have a bye because he had it in week four. So that's already done with. So he can just ride them for the rest of the season. Vinny has my favorite team besides mine. I will just say that right now. I mean, when you can score more points than a a whole team with just two players, like even with Kirk Cousins, he scored, he scored, what did he score? He scored 71 points. He would have outscored Fitz with just Kirk Cousins and Derrick Henry last week. That's incredible, and I think it will keep going. I think Derrick Henry's not going to slow down, and I think Vinny is, is really going to be tough to beat Vinny. Um, and I really don't hope I see him in the playoffs because I'm definitely not going to win. All right. So uh, we're going we're gonna to move on to number three now. Uh, it's a guy who's currently tending to his broken daughter, uh, and he's sliding in just in the top three. It's uh, it's the Wieners Wien Dogs. Uh, you know his his team's honestly really good. I mean he's he's it's going to be a tough week for him because he's he's got a lot of buys, uh, but Justin Jefferson is coming into his own. He's looked amazing. Um, Calvin Ridley, obviously, is the best wide receiver in the league right now on a very pass-happy team. George Kittle's been great. So you, there, there's a lot to like about his team. And Tannehill is an MVP candidate. Okay, the fact that you just said Tannehill, an MVP candidate, just I got shocked for just a second. Um, <laughs> like just, just for like one second. Because just, just his name made me uncomfortable. His stats this season are phenomenal um when did you pick him up 
Greg. Like you picked him up way late. He, Week two or three. I dropped I dropped cousins for him because he sucks. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you've been this like, I don't know, quarterback whisperer, if you will. And you figure it out, man. You got all your important slots stacked. And then you came in for the quarterback that was hot. And he's been hot, dude. And he's not going anywhere. If my receipt, if my running backs could come back the way they were with Eckler and Sanders, I should be a championship contender. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Without without a doubt, um, there are not there are not many teams in this league that have fat enough, deep enough rosters to compete with your team. That's just the facts. Right. You have a very deep, very good team. Your bench is phenomenal. Um, I mean, Madison, uh, obviously, when, when Cook comes back, he's going to be, I mean, dead weight. But that's right now he's performing. Not at the highest level, not like he did two weeks ago, but last week he wasn't phenomenal. But he's still there, and he's still there number one. And uh, you got a good shot. You got a good shot to go all the way to the top. Right. So, uh, so number two on our rankings uh this is kind of where he's known to be basically almost always a champion but never quite there it's uh it's the fantasy empire uh again his his team's pretty stacked honestly it's top heavy uh pat mahomes you can't go wrong with him uh joe mixon has been low-key good even though he guys that he tries to trade him away uh, every other week uh, his receivers have been great. I mean, he traded for Tyreek Hill. It's ended up working out okay for him so far. Uh, and he's got a, a, he's got his best the best kicker on the bench. Um, so I mean, top to bottom, he's he's got a good good player at every position. So he's he's going to be there to the end, like he always is. Like he always is. But number two, because he is there's still some weakness on his team. You know what I mean? At the tight end position, there's a little bit of weakness in his flex. There's a little bit of weakness. There's, there's those question marks. Marquise Brown really hasn't really hasn't super duper shown up this year. Evan Ingram is literally just a wet blanket. Um, Well, I mean, you you can, you can also see too that where um, I mean, he had with Mostert been injured. He he hasn't really been able to find that kind of groove for a second while running back. He traded away his depth. He used to have Kenyon Drake, um, and although James Robinson has been good, like they, he doesn't really have that flex position that's been consistent for him. Uh, so I mean that's really that's really that weakness there too. And I mean he's one big injury away from being in trouble. So, uh, so that brings us to the number one team uh, in our league as of right now. Uh, you know him. You, you know that he's been at the bottom twice. Um, but I don't know if he's ever been at the top. I don't think so. But it could be. Uh, it's, uh, it's the two beers too deep. The Christopher Grossos. Uh, and you know, there, there's a lot to like about his team. Uh, he's. Did you really he, just do that? But yeah, more it's called a celebration. But uh, more importantly, anything in my whole life. Uh, more importantly, I mean, he has the most points scored in the league. Uh, he's sitting at top of this division. I mean, this week's going to be difficult because again, it's a it's a major bye week for him. He's got Cook, Thielen, Andrews, and Gaskin all on buys. Um, he is getting Noah Fant back, so it, that might work out for him. But 
right now his his team's looking pretty good. Uh, is the if if he can pull one out against Keegan, then he he's gonna be there for uh, possibly the remainder of the season. Yeah, this is my one really tough week. Uh, tried to figure this out. Uh, tried to make some trades to get it going, but I just couldn't 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 push myself to to give up the players that I had to make other teams better and make my team not worse, but not like incredibly better. This is a big week for me. If I if I think if I can we eke out this win versus Keegan, it it's huge. Um, and Le'Veon Bell is uh, my running back too right now. Um, so that makes me nervous. A lot of upside there. Also, he might not touch the ball. Uh, and that's a huge fear. And that's a huge fear. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, it is what it is, what it is, what it is. And your team is what it is. Uh, good is what it is. That I'm really excited. It hurts my feelings that you're that you're this good. I mean, uh, okay, so here's here's the deal. Is like I did not this is unexpected. This is completely unexpected. Aaron Rodgers came out of nowhere. Thielen has had a ridiculous year. Diggs on a brand new team is doing fantastic. There's a lot of things that are going right that should have been going wrong. Uh it's a lot of luck. And I mean, I'm only 20 points 20 points four ahead, you know? So it's really not not like I'm crushing everybody, but I mean, Vinny did score almost 200 points in a week. Unbelievable to say, but um, yeah. we're going to hear from our, our last, our last, our last sponsor. Uh, this message is brought to you by the Moose Mayhem. Too much of the criticism seems to be focused on the roster of the team, not the manager of the team. While their current record is nowhere near the standards of Moose himself. Here's a friendly reminder that this is the same manager who took his team to seven and six after a late season five game win streak, missing the playoffs by 15 points in 2018. Last year, he never fell uh, fell out or below 500. Rest assured, with or without CMC, this manager knows that knows how to dig himself out of the holes. Paid for by the committee to embrace the mouthbreather, even though we all know it'll be Dale. Thank you. Thank you, Joseph, for that, for your payment to the podcast. So uh, how do you guys feel about that? Like, how do you feel about embracing the role of the mouth breather? I mean, isn't it, isn't it a point of shame? Here's the, here's the thing. I think he's, he's saying that so that when he's the mouth breather, we like maybe take it light on him, but I got some things brewing. I made a couple calls. Um, I'm looking for some things. Uh, to make the mouth breather's life uh, not worse, but a little more public. Um, so there's some things in the works on the back burner. So you, he may think that, you know, we might take it easy on him, but there's it's only going to get worse. Uh, things are only going to compound um, if you embrace it. You know, it's not quicksand. If you embrace it, it's not gonna, you're, you're going to sink just as fast. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so let's take a look at the week ahead. Um, and it's a major bye week for a lot of teams. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see a lot of moving and a lot of important matchups for standings. Uh, we're going to start right with what I think is the closest matchup. It actually is the closest matchup according to ESPN's uh, preview, which you almost can never 
expect to be right. Uh, we're talking about the Fantasy Empire versus the Big X Bashers. Uh, based on the team that's starting right now, they're both projected for 112 points. Uh, the Fantasy Empire is 112.3. The Big X Basher is 112.1. Uh, Grasso, what do you think of these teams? Uh, I think this game is going to not be as close as the internet thinks it's going to be. Um, I don't think – I think Devontae Freeman is – he's had a touchdown in the last two – he's had at least 50 yards and a touchdown in the last two weeks. I think he's only going to get better. I think he's only going to score more points. Um, the only fear that I have for Deej is Amari Cooper's not going to show up and DK Metcalf could have four touchdowns in 200 yards because um, he's a monster. He's literally an inhuman uh, freak of an athlete. And Eccles' team has that – that Ronald Jones Jr. bump that he's going to get, but I don't think it's going to be enough to, to to bring him over the top. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to come out and he's going to crush this week. Now, see, I have an opposite tact of that, actually, because I feel like Denver's defense in Denver is really good. Uh, even though it's a division matchup, uh, I think that, you know, Mahomes is going to put up uh, smaller numbers than he's used to, especially with uh, Lev Bell getting there for the first time. I think they're going to try and integrate the run game more, so his numbers are going to be depressed. And, you know, Tyreek Hill has been sporadic. Uh, he's been great and bad at the same time. And, you know, looking at Eccles' team, DK Metcalf's been crazy this season. Kareem Hunt's had a lot of good games. If he's healthy, it could mean a lot in a division game. David Johnson's been okay. You know, I actually am thinking that big X bashers will pull it out. I, I'm going to go Deej and it's tough for me to say, cause I don't want Deej to go five and two, but I think Deej is, is going to pull it out. Grasso, what was your choice again? Uh, Deej, Deej is my choice. Okay. All but right, I just, want, but DJ's my choice, but I want Eckle to win. If that makes sense. I would I, I want him to end in a perfect tie. I want it to be per, tied on points, tied on bench points, so that somehow we have a real tie. Because I don't want either of these teams to win. Yeah. Uh, I, I need everybody to lose too. I need all ten of you or eleven of you ahead of me to lose this week somehow. Um, so moving on to, uh, Moose's team, uh, versus the Vinzaloons, uh, this matchup, uh, is closer than the projections. I think now that Moose has a two week rental on Mike Davis, that really helps him out. Uh, although he does lose Todd Gurley, um, he gets wide receiver help as well. So I think, you know, if, if his receivers pull it out, um, it could make it interesting, but. To be honest with you, I think Vinny's team is going to be too much for him. The, his top two, as we talked about before, Wilson and Henry, and you know James Conner is going to come on at some point. Um, there's just too too much to like uh, about what he's going to be putting up against the Mayhem. So I'm going with the Vinzaloons. The Vinzaloons is an absolutely phenomenal team, top to bottom. Um, they're outstanding and every player on his team is outstanding. Every player on his team can have a big week. And I, Moose, I love you, but the certainty of any single player on his team actually having a good week is always in question. It's to, it's either way they can fall on either side every single week. Um, 
maybe Mike Davis has a huge week. Maybe Odell Beckham Jr. has a huge week. Maybe Cooper Cup has a huge week. Maybe those three players really come through. Um, but I don't see those three players beating Derrick Henry and James Conner and Tyler Lockett. Bye. I think Moose needs Josh Allen to outplay Russell Wilson by a lot to have a chance. And do I think that's going to happen? No. So I, I'm going to I'm going to pick Vinny. I think Vinny's going to. I am going to say easily this, trounce Moose. Josh Allen is playing the New York Jets. Oh, I did, I forgot that. Yeah, no, Moose has got a shot, but I'm still going to go with Vinny. Mm. I mean, you know, it's, it's anything can happen. So it's 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 good uh, good karma for. Joe's team and guess what if you're watching the NFL in our era you're, you're going to get to see the Jets and the Bills instead of seeing the Steelers and the Titans which uh, who wants to watch what so anyways uh, let's move on to what may be the most consequential matchup this week it's the uh, the Fitzmagic and the Broken Clock Corollary um, Broken Clocks are on a two game win streak uh, they made a, a a team changing trade to really finally have two starting running backs or three actually. Uh, so, you know, the, there's a lot to like about his team, but to be honest with you, uh, even Fitz, even though Fitz lost last week, he still has Camara. He still has Allen Robinson who, who's been surprisingly good, even though I traded him away. Um, he's still got Henry Ruggs on the bench, but if he puts him in, you know, that, that can, I think, I think I would put him in uh, maybe over Mike Evans, but, you know, he, I, I'm looking at the teams. I really think that Fitz is going to pull it out. And I think he's going to beat the broken clock corollary. I'm, um, this, this is a very close matchup. Um, there are a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Um, and I see Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray off a bye. And I, I think they're going to explode. Um, they're going to give them the ball more. They're going to throw to Kamara in the flat, and he's going to have a 40-yard screen pass, whatever. I love you, Ben. Your team is phenomenal. I think if you're it's playing – It's not I think No, no, no. I think, if you're playing, I think if you're playing anybody else this week, you have a very good chance to win. Um, I think Fitz's team is, is, is too much. I think Fitz's team is too much. I think he will win the Alba again this year. Um, this is going to be a very telling game. Old yeah, yeah. No, I mean, this is a bold statement. This is a very telling game because, Ben, you have a very good team. Um, we'll see. if I mean, if Tom Brady doesn't show up again, um, Deshaun Watson actually comes to play again, that's that's really where I think this is right here, is, is this game really comes down to Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson. And if Brady can – I mean, Brady had, what, four touchdowns last week? Something, something silly, yeah. So it's good. He's good. I think the our Fitz Magic is going to lose the Fitz Magic, the, the real Fitz Magic lost. I'm going to go with Ben here. I think his, his Fitz's team is is a little bit up in the air right now. They had a bad week last week. How many of those players are going to rebound? I could be, look like a fool here, but I'm going to go with Ben as, as my winner. All right. Well, I hope you're right. Um and I hope I'm wrong. Uh, so let's move on to the other surprise winner from last week. Uh, the sack sniffers going up against uh, the wieners, wean dogs, you know, uh, Doge, your team is great, uh, but you're, you're dealing with a bye bug this week. Uh, now, no, Justin Jefferson is going to be a little difficult. 
to deal with. I mean, Terry McLaurin could blow up, uh, but you know, even or, or Deontay Johnson too, because it'll be his first week back. But I think Spencer's the moves he's made and the the way his team is constructed now. I, I'm going to go with the sack sniffers. See, to me, it's not the it's not a bye week bug because that's why I have those four receivers now is that I can move them around and play who I want to play. It's the injury bug. If if I what you know I, I I lost you know right now my roster is Ernest Johnson and Damian Harris as my running backs. If I'd be lucky to get a combined 15 points from them, I think. So I think with Swift coming in, I think I'll have a shot. But I am unfortunately going to pick Spencer in this matchup, uh, even though I would love to be five and two. I'm going. Uh, I gotta go Spencer all day on this one. Uh, your running backs are. Uh, scary to say the least. I, mean, uh, I think it's a uh, dumpster. It's dumpster fire. It's, it's real scary. Um, I mean, if who are you going to take out? You're going to take out Dearness. Or you're going to take out Harris and put in. That is going to be Swift. a Sunday morning stinker tinker decision. You know, that's, that's one of those things. Like, like for me, any running back on the new England Patriots is boom bust any week. And you literally never know. You never know what's going to happen. I, can, I concur. You can't. The one week, Burkhead had thirty-four points. He hasn't even scored more than ten since then, or before. My producer, my producer has said that she will probably make the decision for me, and that it'll probably be the right call. Which I, I, I agree because she's made some really great calls for me when I've been up in the air. So yeah. So I mean that that all that being said, I love George Kittle. I think he's great. I think he's going to do great for you. But I, I think Spencer gets this win. I think Spencer goes on a a win streak. Um, of some kind. I think Spencer's going to win this week. And, um, you know, honestly, maybe he'll win next week too. His, his team seems a lot more well-rounded with the pieces that he added. All right. So uh, we'll move on to the last matchup we haven't covered yet. The uh, the Keegs to success versus two beers too deep. Now, these two teams, I mean, we're talking the number one team and the number seven team. So at first blush, you'd think, okay, Grasso's team is the team to have it. But then you look, and Dalvin Cook's on a bye. Thielen's on a bye. Andrew's on a bye. Miles Gaskin, he's he's dealing with the second stringers here. Um, it, when you have to start Le'Veon Bell as your best running back, regardless if he's on the Chiefs or not, you kind of you kind of fringe and when you're going up again i mean keegan's team is not the greatest either but he's at basically full strength so i'm gonna go with the uh the keegs this is the the epitome of by jail for chris grasso mm-hmm. he had i think his whole bench may be by weeks um so for that reason i believe keegan will take the win just because of the flexibility and the lack of buy. So I'm going to go Keegan with you at this one. All right. Here's my thing. I think Keegan's going to win. Okay. Put, put that down. That's my prediction. I think Keegan's going to win. Also, Carson Wentz has eight touchdowns and has given the ball away 11 times in the last six weeks. I think... Carson Wentz shits the bed, and I win by the amount of points that Carson Wentz shits the bed. Carson Wentz is going to score 14 points this week, and I'm going to win by the seven points that he was supposed to get. 
projected. And I think that's what's going to happen. It is very tight. The projection of it, 10 points off. Anything is possible. So what's your official pick then? You oh, said official Keegan pick is you. Keegan. O- official pick is 100% Keegan. Um, I'm in, I'm in by jail. Literally, Le'Veon Bell could score absolutely nothing. Jamal Williams could score absolutely nothing. Julio Jones could score absolutely nothing. Uh, Lev, the only people, Lev Bell may not even play. Lev, well, why would you say that out loud? Why would he not play? Uh, who knows? What do you mean, who knows? He's definitely playing. He might what only get, he might only get like four snaps. Who knows? Yeah. So, needless to say, this week, uh, I don't think, uh, I'm, I think I'm coming out of this, this week, four and three. I don't think I'm going to be tied with Keegan at the end of this week. I think a lot of things are going to shift up, shift around in the standings yet again uh, next week for sure. Yeah. So uh, that is it for our weekly rankings. Oh, I forgot to mention last week we went, uh, we, we tabulated our results. We're going to keep track of them for the rest of the season. Uh, so far, Doge and Ben are tied at four and two, and Grasso is three and three. Oh, man. Which ones did I get wrong? You got, you picked Fitz to beat you. Oh, <laughs> You bet against yourself. You yeah, bet against yourself yeah. twice now. No. So but that's that's I'm. It's the Catholic guilt. I can't never bet on myself. It's not a thing. <laughs> All right. So uh, with that, um, I think we can wrap it up for uh, for the Wieners Wien Dogs and the Two Beers Too Deep. Uh, I bring you the mouth breather chant. Mouth breather, mouth breather, mouth breather, mouth breather. You suck at fantasy football. Man, you suck so bad at fantasy football. I'm so sorry. That's you sniffing the sack. Enjoy.